Hello, film fans. This is Lynn Venhaus. I'm Carl the Intern. I'm Dan Buffa. And that was our new theme song, an original ditty by Jim Drake of Chicago. He is a working artist, and he did a fantastic job, don't you guys think? Very I like, classic. I like how it starts out like Monty Python and then ends like NPR. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like how it sounds kind of like the, the opening of a new movie theater back in the 60s. And it captures our personalities, I It think. does. It does. Sure. Yeah. So without further ado... We, we have are... a whole bunch of things going on this week. Yes. Here's your table of contents. At around four and a half minutes, Dan's going to talk about Captive State. And then around the nine-minute mark, I'm going to talk about Climax... Dan and Lynn are going to talk about Yardies around minute 16. And Lynn's going to talk about when she saw Triple Frontier, which Dan saw last week. Around minute 27, Lynn and Dan are going to talk about Cinema St. Louis and Tenacious Eats. Around the 31-minute mark, I will talk about the Disney shareholder meeting, which my family went to last week. And then around minute 55, we'll talk about Cats, the Muni's new schedule, and the Fox's new schedule. And then around 1 hour and 16 minutes, we'll talk about Irish movies. And then around an hour and 25, we'll preview next week's show. None of us saw... Five feet apart, birds of but passage. But we can give a little a bit review from our friend Max Foise. Hold on. Yeah, and Don't you mean Midnight Sun or The Fault in Our Stars? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the Disney slate this year because Carl was at the Disney shareholders meeting. And there's yeah, a new trailer for a very small independent film called Avengers Endgame that came <laughs> yes. out today. And I saw a... I'm going to say it's a combination of three scenes that they made seem like one. Those Russo brothers are good editors. Anthony and Joe are maestros, and I don't care what else they do after Endgame, they're going to be remembered as probably one of the greatest orchestrators of big movies in Hollywood. So that's the end of April, so we have a lot of time to wait for that one. But we're going to talk about uh, Captain Marvel's big scene stealer, Goose the Cat, and Cinema Cats. And then we're going to go into Singing Kitties and the new season at the Fox just announced and the Muni because there are a lot of shows being made into movies, and there's movies being in, being made, made into, into musicals. Yes. Like Hamilton. Yes. And so we've and, – and, and the Singing Kitties. And so uh, – and then we're going to talk about our favorite Irish films because Sunday is St. Patrick's Day. Is it? Yes. Yes. Really? Oh. Yes, and it's it's required. Oh, green beer. Tomorrow's Ooh. the eyes of March, everybody. Watch <gasps> Julius Caesar. Oh. Yes. Right, and you know, and the underrated George Clooney movie too. It's a good movie. The eyes of March. Eyes of March. And it Ryan is. Gosling. And, and I just Ga- saw, and Marissa Tomei. And I just saw the the play on which it was based, written. By a St. Louisan, Bo Willimon. How about that? Really? Yeah, he's I've met he, Bo. He, yeah. Bo. He went to uh, John Burroughs, and his Farragut North was just at St. Louis Actors Studio, and he came in to see the preview of it. I think that's where I met him. <laughs> there you go. And then he, uh, and then yeah, so he also wrote the screenplay to one of Dan's uh, likes this year or last year, Mary Queen of Scots. Yes, Mary Queen of Scots. But Tough he is, movie, but very well done. But he is mostly known for bringing House of Cards to America. Because it he was, was a British show. Yes. He was the showrunner for four years, and he developed it for American TV for Netflix. All right, so, so let's yeah. begin with yes. Dan seeing 
What was it? What'd you see? Cap- I I took a bullet uh, and watched Captive State. Oh, sorry. With another St. Louis and John, John Goodman. Goodman. That's right. And Who doesn't claim St. Louis anymore? He says he's from New Orleans. He does. Now. Yeah, he's basically ever since he did uh, Treme for mm. HBO, he pretty much loves that city. Uh, the movie, which is a focus features film, which we usually get, uh, the fact that they're kind of covering this up like that piece of a uh, dog manure in, in, in the dog park and kind of shuffling it in, into the shovel without any of us seeing is very telling until i watched it isn't it like a district nine kind of thing it's, it's got a district nine cloverfield feel to it it is set in chicago uh it's in a world where the aliens have not just take and came down to earth they've taken over they have uh, acclimated uh human society to their rules uh, they have kept humans around, but they're basically ruling over. Everything is controlled. They have drones flying around the sky. Um, it follows a young man who is who, whose brother is leading up the resistance. Uh, John Goodman's character is the commissioner slash kind of a, a kind of Interpol like agent who's monitoring everything. He works he, for the aliens. Yeah, yeah. You don't really know, and, and, and that's one of the the intriguing aspects. You don't know if he's kind of with the resistance or if he's with the aliens. That's that's one of the or only. Both. That's yeah, it's one of the only things they kind of keep under their fist. Um, I'll, I'll say this. It's an interesting setup. We have not seen a movie where they really just had the aliens come down, take over, and then they flash forward nine years. But the execution's not there. And this is directed by Rupert Wyatt, who did Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Hmm. He did The Gambler with Mark Wahlberg. And now he's doing this movie. And you can tell that you can get some Rise of the Planet of the Apes special effects feel to it. The first scene is great, is where the aliens come down and they take over and a, a guy and his family are trying to get out of the city, and you see how the aliens take them out. They basically turn you to red ash in an instant, mm-hmm. and they basically go through the windshield and get you. It's a very well-done se- sequence. It's the first 10 minutes of the movie, but then the middle half of the film just kind of collapses. It meanders. And when you have an alien invasion movie, it gets slow, and it's <laughs> not really well done. You're, you're, you're looking at a very uh, overcooked steak in your theater, and so Goodman's great. You know, again, you don't know if his character, where he aligns. You don't know if he's trying to help the resistance. Or do you if think he's it trying... was written that way, or do you think he just plays it that way? I, I think he plays it that way, because I don't want to give Rupert Wyatt, who actually co-wrote the script, I don't want to give him too much credit. <laughs> it feels like he just kind of took a paycheck. Like They they didn't have a director for this movie, and we're like, hey, you did Rise of the Planet of the Apes in that Mark Wahlberg movie. Do you want to do this movie? So I watched it. I can see why they didn't screen it. I think it would have gotten ripped apart. Uh, my my good friend at Gallery of Six Cinemas, Landon Burris, who put it on for me, they have it in Theater Five. That's one of the smallest theaters in the gallery. <laughs> is there anybody there? <laughs> it was just us. Let's put it this way, okay? And this is an un, un, unwritten rule, but movie theaters, you pretty much get to screen films. You know, you, when you get the movie, the employees and staff get to watch it. Usually, there's four or five people. It was Landon and I watching this movie. And he actually did it for me. He's like, you know, I bribed him with food and beer to put this movie on for me because if some somebody needed to watch it, but that he can get for free at the Galleria. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I brought him better beer than they have there. Uh, but uh, well, I, well, it's it's playing at three theaters only. It is, and it's one of those movies. I think if you are just wanting an alien invasion flick, you need that fix. You'll like it. And I will say, the end 
kind of tries to wrap things up nicely, but it just feels a little bit too on on the nose, and it's kind of predictable. Like you know when certain plot points are coming around. Vera Varmiga is in this movie, and oh. she's and she's wasted in like oh. two scenes. Mm. You like, well, what did they do? You were just in the front runner stealing scenes from Hugh Jackman. Why are you in this movie? But um, this is the movie you get at Redbox, and I mean when you swipe three pages across, and you're like, okay, fine. I, I haven't seen I, this. Yeah, one. I, I'll get a, a six pack of beer, and I'll get a, a tombstone pizza, and I'll watch Captive State. Oh no! But get, uh, get the garbage Tostinos pizza. Cause yeah. Now they, now they fit in tortellini. Your, yeah, you, you the get, little, they fit yeah. in your uh, uh, toaster oven. You know what? Get get a <laughs> get a lunchable just so you can get an extra big stomach ache. But I would say you could skip this. I would say this is a, a mere rental. If again, if the other six movies you wanted weren't there, the only really reason to watch it is John Goodman. I think he's good in everything these days, but he cannot redeem kind of a kind of an amateurish film. I would not recommend it. I'd probably give it a, a good old C or C minus. Well, thanks for taking one to, for the team. There was, I, and... I, I, I've taken a couple in the last week, Lynn, so my <laughs> chest is sore. I, I'm going to take the next one in the shoulder because my chest is sore. Well, yeah, oh, yeah? you sat through the flick, the right. chick flick the other night, well, too. Well, I went to Climax. <laughs> <laughs> but the, 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 let me just, the one line, kind of set you up for your plot? Yeah, ballet dancers on LSD over one night. Yes, <laughs> it's just awesome. It's an but, only an hour and a half long, and it's it's directed and written by Gaspar Noé, who has done Enter the Void, and he has. If if you are not familiar with his work, you are not familiar with his work. He's very. <laughs> um, avant-garde and overtly sexual acquired taste yes but but i will say that the opening dance scene is probably like six minutes long and it is really good but the people that would like this move the people that would like the dance scene would hate this movie and the people and the people that would want to see his work would probably be annoyed by the dance scene and oh. then there's a second dance scene, and that one's not as good, but it's still because it's shot from above, Ooh. which is interesting. Ooh, for, it is, it's interesting yeah. for a, a dance scene to be filmed from above, but it, it's it's a rave, and so thumpa 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 <laughs> glow. St- there's no glow sticks, but it also it has a cast of no names. Well, I guess they might be. This sort of reminds they might me, be in France and Germany. This reminds me of Suspiria from last year. Kind of a crazy, that's what different. I was thinking yeah. Of. Well, it stars Sophia Batella, who is from an Atomic Blonde, and the Mummy. That's oh, right. Yeah. She oh, was, that she was the Mummy. Oh, that was one of the but biggest she, dogs. Uh, of... But she's great in Atomic Blonde. I love yes. her character in Atomic Blonde because oh, I. What happens to her in that movie made me sad. I that's how invested I yeah, was in her character. That was that, that was wasted. And she, and she and really, you know, she's an actress that didn't get a ton of a subplot, but what she did get with Charlize Theron was really good. And that's why people not just, should see, not just because of the sex scene. See uh, Atomic Blonde. Well, that doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt. But what does hurt? You think this movie called Climax, and you you hear that they're all on LSD and they're all going to get naked and all have <laughs> and all the characters are having sex with Cinemax. each other. It is a horrible sex movie. For if you're going to this to like be aroused or see something sexual, watch Cinemax instead. It's not good. It's not. 
for a while because they're all in LSD and he wants you to feel the effects of LSD. He shoots probably about six Does minutes of it upside down. Does the lean into the craziness? Does he lean into oh, it? Yes. Oh, okay. Upside down? Upside down. Oh. And so you're like, all right, I've been wanting to see that. Is that the girl I want to see naked? No, no I, I don't. That's a guy. Oh, oh hey. Oh, hey. So, and then there's no... There's, there's lunch. There's not a lot of... Uh, sanity to this. So basically, there's a group of dancers, and then there's about a 10-minute introduction to the film where it's just talking heads on a television screen talking about why they love dance. And I, I'm not exaggerating. It feels like it goes on for 10 The movie's only 96 minutes long. And, it, and it, first of all... They probably it, peck a lot into this movie, it sounds But they like. don't because oh. I, I, I was spoiled about one thing, and I kept going... When's that one thing going to happen? Because it seems like it should be happening soon. That's what happens when you get spoiled with movies. And you're waiting for something like that to happen. Because I knew it was something bad. And the person from the movie studio that went to see with us, I knew she was hating every second of this movie. And at the end of the film, when she was asking for our opinions, I apologized to her for having to watch this movie. Because it's not for everyone. I always always think it's funny when... The allied person gets up and leaves before, like, you know, 10 minutes is left. Like, oh, they've had enough. No, Megan. Or, well, they've seen she, it sometimes, too. Sometimes. Well, really, today, uh, poor Joe left this movie that I'm, we're going to review next month. Uh, just big, big time deep tease. He left it three times. He kept coming back. I felt bad for him. Well, he's He's got to work. He's got to be on the phone. He's got to do yeah, stuff. Yeah. Poor Megan had to stay for the whole time. And she's like, oh, this man. was And awful. Megan's probably the, one of the sweetest allied people. I mean, she, right. she never has an she works attitude. For the Always great. And she's yeah. forced to be there. I can't recommend this movie to anybody. Are we talking like my movie where it's a late night red box wander? It, the only reason to see this is the dance scene. But then after the first dance scene, it, it starts with weird. an avant-garde. They start at the be- at the end of the movie first, and then they roll the credits. See, the thing that got oh. me about this movie was I like the way it. I, I was intrigued by the way it took place over one night. I, I love those movies that but take place over one minutes. night. But it's 96 minutes. It's not like it's 24. It, it's like a it's great... Not- you know, this is way off top of a great Liam Neeson film called Run All Night about him and his kid. That was just all night. It was one timeline. I like those movies. Well, but then everyone yeah. falls asleep, and then the police oh, show up the next good. morning. Oh, my God. It just sounds painful. Well, I saw people's faces when they mentioned it on Monday night. We were watching Gloria Bell, which we get to talk about next week. But I was asking, what do you think? And you should have seen the people's faces. It said it all. It's almost like they're trying to hide their uh, like, their shame. Well, <laughs> I wanted – I want it's if it's – fun bad it could be it can be fun to watch you can you can say if you're if you're a pervert yeah there's a lot of nudity in it's it. like me um I, I mean i i loved mother i mean i know it was what? weird it was crazy no, that movie's awful i i, I loved it jennifer lawrence it. It i mean so i but I see darren aronofsky he leaned into it he he, he went full-on crazy in that it was movie. crazy it was the last third of that movie I is see. just insane it's for insane. no reason. I know, yes. but it, well, it's a movie. I won't watch it because you can't undo it. Once you see something, you can't undo it. I see. I, you I, know? I see. I, I was um, able. I was traumatic as crazy as that last part with Jennifer Lawrence and the baby was. I mean, I was able to leave it, but I, I liked it. I, I embraced the crazy. Ugh, it's so I had awful. it spoiled for me, so therefore oh. I just know that I don't want to watch it. And Kristen Wiig, when she does that headshot, yeah, <laughs> that, oh yeah, I, that was funny. I like, yeah. but that that is leaning into the crazy. Yeah. This is just, it's very foreign. 
And oh yeah, that's another I thing. If like you don't like foreign films, I just like that we saw like the, the Hunger Games star getting kicked and beaten on the floor. I was like, this is this is crazy. Oh well, this is hey, what our job she's, is. She's the she's the Virgin Mary. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey guess what? Now you don't have to see Mother. Katniss. <laughs> well, now this is what we do: is we tell you what movies to avoid and what movies that we you do this for see. you, folks. And so to, we don't want to waste your time. So uh, Dan and I saw a uh, film it's in English but it has subtitles because it's heavy Jamaican accents yes and uh, English cockney yeah so, which sometimes good. is hard to hear so I applaud that this is the directorial debut of Idris Elba Yay. And he was on SNL the other night as a host, and he did a fabulous job. He's and a I, he's a very charismatic guy. I love him using his real voice. Does he use his real voice in this, or is he just directing? Oh, he's, he's just not, directing. not in it. Oh. He's just directing. Not in it. It's so a, yes, he, he did use his he, real voice. You, you mean you mean when he gets to use like that that nice British accent? When is he on yeah. Luther? Yeah, yeah, Luther. You yeah. Know, when he's in uh, Hobbs and Shaw, he gets to use his accent. Yeah, that and, does, and does his, that count as number nine, or are they going to call the next one nine? This is probably like eight point five. Okay. 8.5. It's going to be good, though. It's going to be so much better than Fast and Fate of the Furious, wherever that Vin Diesel's triple chin. But you should you should uh, watch his monologue if you didn't see it, because he talks about coming oh, to America. I bet you it was great. It was great. He was it good. It was awesome. All right. So Yardy is about a young Jamaican boy. Say that again. Yardy? Yeah. Yardy. Yardy. Yard, basically is, Yard and an I-E. It's Yardy. a slang term in England for... People from Jamaica who live there who sell drugs or are involved in drugs. they're out in the yard. That's yeah. right. <laughs> you got it, man. You're there. Okay, so this is basically a drug warfare movie and like uh, uh, like a zillion other it takes movies. takes place in 70s era Kingston and then 80s Hackney. It moves to London. The plot right. moves to London. And so it's very heavy coke trade. Uh, but it starts oh, off... Oh, so they're coke dealers, not just not just No, it's no. Basically it's basically like two rival weed. gangs. Yeah. And the, the young man played, whose name is D or Dennis, as we later right. find out, his older brother gets shot at some kind of peace rally. Yeah, he's trying to use music to unite people. Like Bob Marley. And Bob Marley is in the soundtrack. And so, oh, it's a great reggae soundtrack. Yeah. And so he's got the whole, you Toots. know, war. That's right. Toots and the Males? Were they? Right. Yeah. yeah. And so. Uh, Skip Marley, his grandson, sings the song in the credits. Right. Yes. And so uh, there's a lot of first time actors. Yes. And the the kid that plays the grown-up D, I really liked him, that Amal Amin. Yeah. He was in the Maze and, Runner. And, and Stephen Graham, who played Tommy in Snatch, and also oh. Al Capone in Borok Umpire, plays Loves a gangster. Snatch. Yeah, he Rico. plays Rico, the horrible drug And And I will guy. tell you that out of the whole movie, a guy who is British, I know he, he can perfect the accent, but he really got... That Jamaican, that 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 guy, was it called? Cockney, you said. Cockney. 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 He really got that Cockney down as far as the way they speak. I mean, for a guy who's done uh, British and then he's done Al Capone on Borok Empire on HBO, now he does this. So yeah, he he was a highlight for me. Well, the gang warfare. Um, there's a lot of people that die. This is fairly so bloody. don't get attached to it's any of the characters. It's a sad movie. Yeah, people, it is a sad in movie. In the first five minutes, a, a young girl is, is shot, and it's, it's pretty sad. Right, so that's why they want to unite people and bring peace to the ghetto. That's what they say. So in the Snowman's Land. So the poor brother gets shot, and the brother, the young brother, it you know tarnishes, it haunts his life. And he goes through life seeking revenge and being this angry young man, and he starts being a courier for one of the drug lords, and that's how he winds up in London. But his uh, baby mama 
and this adorable little girl named Vanessa yeah. that he's estranged from. They live there, so he, he goes in with them. But he screws up a drug deal, and so they're after him. So it's a lot of chasing, a lot of yeah. moral dilemmas. A very hyper, hyperkinetic story. Yeah, I like the moves. time and place of it because it's real gritty. Yeah. The Jamaican scenes in Kingston, very colorful. Even if it's an impoverished background, there's a lot of color to it. So it, it makes you feel like you are in that Jamaican neighborhood. Is it a good first feature or is it a good directorial? Not just debut. And I think this is kind of where, where Lynn and I differ. I mean, I, I, I think he's, he's got some visual dazzle here in his first effort i mean there there's some commanding way that he uses the camera especially in some of the action sequences but there's also some amateurish kind of spots too or where, where he didn't really know how to put something together my problem with this movie is that i didn't connect to the characters until really late in the movie like the brother for my money kind of gets taken out really quickly before they can establish something and i think for me a brother a movie about brothers i mean brotherly love and revenge it just it, it didn't really grab me until late, and then I left kind of thinking, okay. And, and of course, there's a twist. There's a, there's a few twists in the yeah, movie. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, there's some twists that that wrap the movie up. But I do think at the end of the day, while I didn't lo- love this movie, and I probably wouldn't push you to see it over other stuff. I do want to see what Elba's going to be up to next because he's definitely on to something with his visual, with his eye. Yeah, I like the character. I like the yeah, lead yeah, character. I mean, yeah. So I got involved with him and then the story because his baby mom, his girlfriend is very proper and she's a nurse and she doesn't want anything to There's do with There's a very scary life. scene where, where he loses oh. that daughter. Oh. That was tough. And so it, I, I, was in, I was invested and I was interested in it, but I can see how some people, because, you know, it's the same old drug war. And also story. I will say, and this is not, I mean, the, the way they speak and trying to decipher even subtitles it does get to be a little tiring after about half a movie kind of have to reload but i do think that sometimes the movie can get stretched out because you had this rico character and you had dennis who's trying to avenge but he kind of gets into a lot of trouble though yeah he gets himself into a lot of trouble and i guess and but the one thing i did kind of take away was I, i like to see this noble young man kind of go between the light and the dark of life. He couldn't decide which one he belonged in because his brother was telling him not to go that way. But in order to avenge his brother, he has to walk into the dark. He has to do it. He's got to do it. But I do think, while I didn't love the movie, I probably would probably give it like a two and a half out of four. I want to see what he's going to do next. You don't have to limit yourself by giving it a grade. You know, either you like it or you didn't. Yeah. Well, but I'm thinking about putting grades on my reviews. I don't know for some reason, but it's always been so hard to put a, a grade. I know. Like my friend does it. He goes, "That's a B minus." Like, how do you come to that? Exactly. And then Why you have, have to compare to it to all your yeah. other reviews. So, and one thing I've done this year that I've tried to make myself do with movies is I gotta be flat out: is it worth seeing or is it not? For me, I wouldn't go out and see this in theaters. But Lynn, you probably would. So that's a good that's a good divide. But I'm trying to stay out of that middle ground where you just go, well, if you kind of like the blah, uh, blah, 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 and then do it. I think you have to be one or the other. Not everything is for everybody, yeah. though. And, and, uh, you got to know your you know, audience. It's okay to have an entertaining movie. I don't think this is that entertaining because there's a lot of unsavory <laughs> points. But, you know, there's a lot of average content out there. Oh, yeah. Well, look, so, well, look at this month. Look at the last two weeks. Look at next week and look at what we reviewed this week. I mean, he, he, he he's never getting climax out of his head. Ugh. Right oh, now, I, I basically wanted to rescue John Goodman from that movie. And I finally saw a triple feature 
And, and, and triple, triple frontier. Really, Why do I keep and, saying and triple frontier? And I will feature? say this: uh, the triple lovely frontier. Kiki Lane from B- If Beale Street Could Talk has a very thankless small role in, in uh, Captive State. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, Beale Street, and, and then oh, she's gone. She's, she's so wonderful in that. But Triple F- Frontier would be the movie I recommend people do because it's it on start, Netflix. Folks. It started on Netflix yesterday. A, a taunt. Yeah. I mean, well put together Oscar thriller. Oscar Isaac, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam, who will forever be known as Jax Teller, but they, he gets a good role here. Pedro Pascal for for Narcos and Game of Thrones fans. Again, you know, J.C. Chander and Mark Bull, I, I can tell why they fought to make this movie because it yes. was just nine years in development. I know, I mean, but you know what's the best about it is because it's very physical. Yeah. And you're, I was on the edge of my seat. And it gets into it really quickly. Yes. Like you see what Oscar Isaacs does when he's in South America. He recruits his guys and they go right back in there. And the soundtrack, uh, a great, yes, great Cat Stevens song, which thank you, James Gunn, for telling me about is Fathers and Sons. Oh, no, not Fathers Father and Sons. Sons. Um, a Fleetwood Mac song, uh, the chain, the chain, the chain, the great. chain, the chain is, is awesome. Is a just great like in, in the garden, you just figured that song out. Oh my god! Well, no, <laughs> you're well, so young. <laughs> well, no, well, no. I mean, I I heard it before, but I I didn't. I forgot who sung it. I had asked my dad, like, who sings that movie? Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. That's one of the few songs that all five of them wrote together. They they yes. they, they do it when they introduce Rumors. Ben. A- that, oh. And I'll tell you what, when Ben Affleck looks at his daughter. When she, when she tells him that that I miss you and they start playing the chain, I'm like, oh man, it's just, it's good acting. So wait a minute, would would you say it would be better in Triple Frontier or in Guardians? I think it works in both actually, because you know, um, but because in I Guardians, know. but it's kind of that whole kind of thing. The reason I mentioned Father and the Sons because that's another song that I all of a sudden found mm-hmm. in Guardians was Cat Stevens. But uh, Triple Yusuf Front... Islam, thank you. Oh, Yusuf. That's his name. Oh, sorry, sorry, Kat. Yusuf. Oh, well, uh, we'll, we'll, Yusuf get, we'll, Islam. we'll get to Kat's later. I saw him in concert in 1974. That's when he was Cat Stevens. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, the, the Fleetwood Mac song is all about because that's when they had all the relationships and they were all breaking up, and that's why it's so awesome. You'll never it's break just, the chain. It, it, it's just, it, it's it's a movie. And really, that, that, that speaks mm. to this movie, that oh. a soldier, and he can't, he can't break that chain. When, when, once you're in war... You can't undo it because part of the thing about this movie is they try to go steal this money and they get a little greedy and it costs them. And it just tells you that sometimes you can't break the chain of being a human and you can't break the chain of being a soldier. And the greed and the guilt part play oh, a huge man. part of it. And you huge. know you know, it's uh, Murphy's Law. Whatever can go wrong is going to go wrong in this movie. And what I like besides because it is, you know, it's like action, very physical. It's those moral dilemmas. It's a it test their and also, loyalties. You it believe in their... these five guys. You know that they're friends. It's not like they're just thrown together for the movie. You can tell that they've served together, they've bled together, and they got, you know, they're going to feel bad if something happens to somebody. And, and something happens. Yeah. Yes. Somebody oh, yeah. does go oh, down. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it it's... does keep you on your But toes. you don't know who. The whole time you're thinking, who's Who's going to get it? Who's going to get it? Okay, he lived. No, he didn't. You know, it, it's and tough. they're in this remote part of uh, South America. It's The reason it's called Triple Frontier yeah, it's like, is uh, it's uh, like Brazil and, and it's a, Paraguay it's a, and uh, Argentina. It's, it's right over the it's Andes. It's a real That's remote right. area. Like a, I know where that is. Yeah. And, and, and there's a helicopter sequence where they're trying to climb over the Andes, and it's just, ooh, man. It's oh, yeah. It's, it's really But well, it's kind of a well hidden shot. gem. Yeah. I mean, it, it's got that really good Apocalypse Now kind of. The way they shoot it, I mean, they they get down there in, in, in the jungle and they get dirty, man. It's good. So, and if you want to hear Dan talk about it at length, this yeah. is the last week's podcast. Last week, there you go. 
Yeah. So uh, the only thing else uh, that we can talk about this weekend with any kind of positive is Cinema St. Louis, for the past 11 years, has run a classic French film festival. We oui. And this year, it's... Uh, yeah, uh, it was last weekend and this weekend and next weekend. So this week's lineup, I'll give you the the of the um, the movies, and I'm talking in English because I only took two years of French in high school. <laughs> the whole is Friday night, seven thirty, and all of the movies are at Brown Hall at WashU, and. Uh, you can get the tickets if you go to cinemastlouis.org. And uh, the whole is came out at the same time those new wave uh, legends did mm-hmm. the 400 Blows and Breathless. And it's about prison escape. Oh. And the so, hole is a hole in the wall, I'm guessing? Uh, is a prison. The hole, oh. you know, the hole. Oh. And and I guess how they get out or wanting to try to get out. or I've never seen it. I'm I've sorry. never seen it. I've seen 400 I've, Blows and I've seen Breathless. I know. I've seen all those big new wave ones, so I don't know why this passed me by. But 400 Blows is a series. Yeah. It starts when he's a little kid and then he becomes a teenager and then he becomes mm. an adult and... He does not have a good life. <laughs> yeah, no. And one of the best things about this movie is, fun fact, Francois Truffaut is the first one to use the freeze frame at the end of the movie in 400 Blows. Oh, so that's that's the start of that one. So in, isn't in it the corp- little kid's face? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was like, oh, Jean-Luc. What was that guy's name? Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc something. Um, um, Picard. Yeah. Jean-Luc Picard. Well, it was <laughs> Picard, but it was like, it was like that. Denau Let's or just something. call him Jean-Luc. It and sounds he, good. He was, it was Stolen Kisses, 400 Blows, and then Day for Night. Dave that was back in the 70s when we were watching all these Ingmar Bergman French New Wave movies. Nudity. Yes. And then Saturday night, 7.30, is The Baker's Wife. And this is a slice-of-life comedy. Mm. And it looks like it would be fun because French do comedy well. And they did love Jerry Lewis. Yeah. And also Saturday <laughs> night, I'm taking my dad to go to go see Tenacious Eats. It's a Pulp Fiction. Ah, yes. Pulp Fiction. Tribute. Yes. 25 years. They're going to yeah. do two kinds of burgers, including the Big Kahuna Burger. Yes. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's 25 years in uh, this October. And this is another fun fact. It came out the same day as Shawshank Redemption. And I have a really good story, if we have some time later, about watching Pulp Fiction as a 12-year-old with my dad. What? And what Why? Happened. Because that's what we that's did. That's bad we wa- parenting. We <laughs> hey, oh, my dad turned if, me into a film addict. But, if, uh, if you want to talk about the bad parenting story, I have two Pulp Fiction stories but for still, you. Still but my, still my favorite QT movie. I love that movie. So uh, one sings and the other doesn't is Sunday night, and that's at 7. And that's Agnes Varda, Mm. who was nominated for an Oscar last year for that Faces and Places. Remember that documentary? Okay. And people thought she was going to win, and it didn't. But it's a (laughs) feminist anthem. Captain Marvel! It's about friendship and sisterhood. Nice. So nice. there we go. And so that's the French one. Now we can go into fun Disney. All right. So a week ago, yeah. a week ago, I was at the Stiefel Theater. It opened. Stiefel! The, the doors were supposed to open at 8 o'clock, but it was really cold. So they opened them at, no, they were supposed to open at 9. They opened them at 8 because it was cold outside. And as soon as you walked in, first of all, no phones. No phones. Oh, of course not. For no pictures. You'll be it's a, shot. It's a shareholder meeting. Yeah. And they don't want... Normal shareholder meetings are boring, and they do the perspective. They did all of that stuff. They and they had two nuns read the uh, motions, and they read them up. And th- one was for transparency, 
and one was for uh, compensation. <laughs> and they had these nuns out there, and uh, it's funny that the lawyer says, and the board would like to vote against that. The board recommends that everybody votes against that. <laughs> After these two nuns just get up and they say they're impealed or their appeal and they're very impassioned about these things and they please speak for less than five minutes and these nuns come up with the script and they read them <laughs> and then they do not pass but as soon as we walk in you walk upstairs to the main level of stiefel mickey mouse is waiting for you of course and you get your picture with him even though you don't have the everything was online because you didn't have to pay for anything because you know why you've already paid because you are a shareholder oh then there are two stormtroopers. They're uh, first order troopers, not the not the old school stormtroopers. Mm. First order storm. First then order. you had uh, Buzz and Woody swapping out every five minutes, so you could get your. And they have a new movie coming. Seeing, out. Yeah. let's see, you get this, and then Captain Marvel was out there too. So all movies that are coming out this year and Mickey Mouse. Did you see any? Uh, did you see any Netflix Marvel heroes out there going? We want a job. No, 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 no. <laughs> John Burns. This is all stuff that is coming out this year. And since you were not allowed to take any uh, pictures, your lovely wife, my took wife, notes took notes, and she said, "Mark oh. Glass style." Yeah, she was all about it. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it was big wall. It says Disney shareholders meeting Disney, ABC, ESPN, Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm. Uh, my. Daughter voted her first proxy all by herself. Nice. With the people from Broadridge who are the, they are the, uh, they're running the stock aspect of this. Bob Iger was introduced, there's a, we were in the fifth row, but the first four rows were all VIPs. And Bob Iger came out before the thing started and shook every VIP's hand. Nice. Which was very nice. I don't know how these people got VIP because the first two rows, those were all the, board members yeah and so it was all nice people and then d capella came out they were at stiefel the next night but they were in town early for the of course shareholder meeting and they did seven songs oh wow and they're an acapella sounds, i didn't know what sounds like an event i was like i never heard of them uh i didn't know what d capella was until a couple months ago because they announced that they were coming they announced that they were coming and then they announced the shareholder meeting so it made sense but go. they are you know how it's like Pitch Perfect, but they do nothing but Disney songs. Oh. It's a 70s. D Capella. I have D heard of them. Capella. That's got to be great for like the younger kids to see that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. that, that must be cool. I and did. then they showed the company Kool-Aid video, <sighs> but nothing was in it. And then they talked about getting 21st Century Fox and their- X-Men. They made $7.3 billion in box office last year. Beating their record from the year before. Wow. So the, let's see. Well, that, that was uh, Infinity War, Black Ant Panther. Man. Yeah. Wow. Mary Poppins. Oh, they Mary, control Mary Poppins. Solo. Um, I, 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 I will say I haven't watched Mary Poppins yet. You should. It's well, really well, I didn't get a well screener. So I, I well, no, they, we didn't get screeners for it, but it was really well done. You should see Mary mm, Poppins. Your, has your son seen the first one? He, is, he, he has not. Oh, the first one's the first magical. One. Uh, and then they talked about their Oscar successes. Disney won three Oscars this year. Black Panther. Boom. Score. And uh, Bow. Yeah. And then they talked about their diversity and veteran support. They talked about all the stuff they're doing internally. Then they had uh, their revenue was up to uh, $59.4 billion. <laughs> and then, of course, the next day they raised prices at the park, which is weird. They control the universe. They do. 
they have Disney Aspire. Every person that works for Disney full time or part time can get college or can get school credit. They'll mm. pay for them to go to get continuing education. Hmm. I did not know, and this is all stuff that they should be talking about a lot more. If you work for maybe Disney, they don't, you can get, maybe they don't want to beat their chest too much. You right, know, and modest, possibly a little. They're so they're building a new solar facility of the four parks. The solar will uh, take care of all the energy. Look at them, basically of two of them, basically being like Tony Stark. Look at yeah. that. They introduced uh, the board, and then they did the business portion. And I'm not going to bore you with that, even though I just made fun of it a second ago. And then my wife told a whole bunch of stuff. They talked about Disney Plus a lot. Oh, yeah? Because Disney Plus, every so you think you've got, oh, well, I can watch my Pixar movies on Stars. I can watch, uh, I can watch my uh, Marvel movies on Netflix. Not after next year. Not after next year, They're yeah. going to be, but they're making original content. They're doing The Mandalorian uh-huh. for Star Wars on Disney+. And what he hinted at, somebody asked a question about the Disney Vault. And he said, the Disney Vault will be Disney+. Plus. So for the first time ever, if the, if they do it this way... There has never been one format that all of the 50-plus Disney cartoons, the ones that count, have been on the same platform. They've never been on either VHS or Blu-ray or anything like that. They'll all be on Disney+. Plus. The entire Disney vault. I don't know if it's going to be at the same time because Netflix pulls stuff off every once in a while. They do. And they, they pull it, but I think Disney Plus. Every month Plus, they pull and they add and they pull and they add. I think Disney Plus is going to be everything at the same time. Yeah. But they, they haven't said anything. I think they want people to think that and they might not, but that would be unprecedented. I would have so many questions to go, is Tony Stark going to die? Oh, well, they did ask questions. And then that's when we all learned that. The Galaxy's Edge, both at Disneyland and Disney World, are opening up early. It was going to be fall and late fall. Now it is May Good. and August. But there's a big caveat with that. The <laughs> There's only going to be one ride. There's a lot of things, but there's the Millennium Falcon ride, and then there's the uh, Star Falcon. Wars. Yeah, you get to ride the Millennium Falcon wow. and drive and pilot. It's wow. a, It's a six-person there's pilot, navigator, gunner. As it, Owen Wilson would say. Wow. And you'll find out what parsips are. <laughs> it's it sounds like of, it sounds like if I went there, I'd be taking notes too. I'd be like, huh, what's all this? What? The Rise of the Resistance is not going to be open yet. Everything else is going to be open except for the Rise of Resistance, which is going to Again, be we have a Star Wars movie coming out this year. Which is going to be amazing. Oh yeah. Then they showed us clips. Uh oh. They showed us exclusive clips. Exclusive. So clips. I know that the Avengers trailer came out today. Yeah. Yeah. We only saw we saw three times that. Yeah. I wow. Bet. I three bet. times that. Yeah. It, it was a about. I would say they edited three scenes. Because today together. was more like a, a greatest hits, and here's some right. little bitty footage. Oh, but no, they showed. You know how I love Chris Evans. They showed him carrying a coffin. Well, yeah. in a flag and yeah, so who's in that that's from a civil war that's that was, Peggy that's Peggy that was Carter. footage that was old oh. footage that's Peggy Carter but I was about, thinking it was one of about, the guys that got no. you know how about Carter. Renner's haircut as Ronan look at that high and tight man it's like, a mohawk almost if I had hair that's what I would be like so they showed basically it was all this. if you watch the final 
mid credit scene of Captain Marvel, uh-huh. it's yeah. I want to say it's immediately following that, and then there's a scene with all of them immediately following. Carol gets that a little too. comfortable in, in that in, in that uh, scene with Thor in the trailer. That's because. That's because she. Uh, there's a scene before that that makes sense. She's pleading her case, and Cap is a- ask, asking, "Where have you been?" And well, that's what I want to know. Uh, we we've been fighting in Sokovia, ans- New York. She answers all that. Okay, don't. I, I don't even want to know. I, I'm, that's I why I haven't brought it up. But your questions will be answered because they have a whole discussion. Who are you? What are you doing? Yeah. What's going on? Why should we trust you? And then Natasha's like. Fury trusted her. I trust her, and that, so they're all one. they're all deciding whether they should trust her or not. So it's kind of like a civil war thing where they're not sure. It, it, you yeah, know, in the course of a pick. minute and a half. I know. Well, it's it's good to see that Renner's in this one, and well, he's so not is Paul Rudd there yet. But okay. we saw Paul Rudd in the Super Bowl because, trailer because it, it looks like uh, Natasha goes to retrieve him, and and he, he he's already Ronan. He's breaking right. Bad. It looks like that she's going to retrieve him. But we don't. Like see, she finds him in the rain. She goes, "Is that my friend?" That's all of a sudden looks very different. Which is also how they've been editing it because yeah, every little morsel they give you, they. I want to like, be. Where is that in the movie? Lynn, and you don't know. Let me just tell you right now, they're probably the Russo brothers are watching this movie. They've watched it a hundred times, and it's I want to watch and it. It's still three and a half hours. <laughs> but also, I'm guessing everything that we've seen. Is still in the first it's still, half hour of the movie. I told Joe Moss, because like, I bet you they're still editing this thing. Just little bitty, little bits to it. You know, they're just putting, it's two hours and 45. It's two hours and 54. It's 3.15 right now. Oh, my God. Please just keep it 3.15. Well, I'd sit through it just I to would find too. out what happened well, to everybody. Just put a Johnny in the spot in the theater. And then we get another scene with rocket flying them into space because they're going Bradley they, Cooper they they go they <laughs> they estimate where Thanos is probably and then mm-hmm. somebody tells them where I'm not saying who and then so they all get on the rocket ship well rockets they get on rockets ship and he says all right who's never been all in right, space everyone. before <laughs> and so that. three of them raise their hands don't throw up on my ship. <laughs> don't throw up on my ship. Just, and that's the thing about Marvel. They always, even in Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, they found a way to kind of just get a little humor in there. Don't be like DC where everybody's named Martha and everybody's sad. <laughs> <laughs> then we saw Martha, a fuller version of the Dumbo <laughs> sorry, trailer. Oh. Fuller version of the Dumbo trailer. Okay, so tell me who is in this movie. I haven't seen anything about the Dumbo. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, he's the ringmaster. And then you've got Colin Farrell as, I guess, the lonely Colin dad. Colin Farrell using an American accent or his Irish accent. And, and Michael I, Keaton's in there. And Michael Keaton, I think he's the bad guy. Yeah, I think he is oh, the bad guy. Oh, he's playing a bad guy again? Michael yeah, Keaton he might own the circus. Don't you think he's like the circus owner? Because they separate Wouldn't it be Dumbo? cool if he showed up? In, in, in the Batman outfit in Endgame as Vulture but the the you know the whole thing of Dumbo is they separate him from his mom oh here and we go you know, Lynn's so gonna be a basket said, case I know it. well that was the first Disney movie that Timmy watched oh, on his own that is another thing that they mentioned about Disney Plus all future movies starting with Captain Marvel will be on Disney Plus within one year oh, wow. oh my god that's so you can watch that's all amazing. imagine you can watch all 22 Marvel well by that time it'll, it'll be, be like 20, 20. 
Well, we don't know. I'm guessing 24. Be Spider-Man, Far From Home. So, and then whatever the next one is. So imagine you watch 23 in a row, just Mm -hmm. one over the course of one week. When VCRs first came out, Disney started this thing where they released their vault. The Disney vault. and it was every so many time. years. It was. And you it get the mail. Every, you, you get that big, heavy envelope mm. in the mail. Oh, it was something else. And so I got the, you know, my firstborn, Dumbo, and he watched it over and over and over again. Dumbo's great because it's only 65 minutes Speaking long. Of, and um, there's no words. And really, well, I mean, well, there's, I mean, he, the, Dumbo, Dumbo doesn't. Movie that, movie that my son's been watching for the past three months at, at night, he loves it, Real Steel. The Hugh Jackman film, he loves that movie. It plays, it plays, it plays. I know everything about that movie. Well, why don't you get him something else? Um, <laughs> well, he's watched all the Marvel movies. <laughs> to go to go really far in memory lane, the first movie I ever saw was at the Fox Theater, mm-hmm. 1962, Pinocchio. Oh, see, because they also used to release Disney movies every seven movie. years. Yes. Every seven years they used to release re-release them in theaters. I, I would have to ask my dad, because I know it was probably in 88, 89 when I saw first in the theater, but I don't know. Uh, Oliver and Company? I don't know. That's 86. I remember when uh, McDonald's started tying in with mm. Oliver and Company, but, and so you, the kid's meal. But uh, I mean, a great story about Pulp Fiction as short as that. He took me, and I saw it at the Galleria. And he, it's the only movie he's ever pulled me out of the theater. He pulled me out of the theater during the Ving Rhames white rape sequence. Oh, good. Yeah, I mean, and, and I was crazy. I was like, so what are see, we, there is good cause, parenting. Cause, you know, because I was like, what are we doing, Dad? He's like, just wait. And he was just kind of looking down there. But yeah, it's always, and I'm never going to forget that. Because I worked at the Galleria, mm-hmm. and I watched the movie there last night. So I always look at that spot outside theater four and go, that's when my dad pulled me out of a movie. Well, wait, there's more. We saw scenes from Aladdin. Oh, Will Smith. <gasps> oh. We actually got to see Will Smith do stuff. Really? In the full long trailer for oh, that's good. We saw a scene from Toy Story Two. Oh, I'm sorry, four. <laughs> I'm, I'm four. half. I'm half right. Two mm-hmm. Toy Story Four. It was a two minute scene, and we find out about Bo Peep. Oh, oh the for, okay. the spork. Well, there and they go. talk about the spork, and the spork does not want to be a toy. I'm so glad they're making those movies, but they they, they never feel forced. Every Toy Story just kind of seems just right. It was just time to make another one. And I cry every time. Then we saw an unfinished scene from Lion King. Oh, oh. Yeah, John Favreau. There he we, is. It was I think it Jungle Book didn't bother me. Lion King the talking lions Motion capture it is a kind of a little bit messed up because they're they're trying to make because they're not voices. telling a different story than the, the, the animated no, it's a, one, it's, right? And it's James Earl Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah, Earl. and then there's a, like Mufasa. Billy Eichner and James Earl Jones. And, is, well, is, the yeah. scene we saw was uh, Simba, Mufasa, and Zazu. So that's John Oliver. I mean, imagine if you're just a, a, the iconic voice, you know, from oh. Field of Green, Field of Dreams, Darth Vader, Mufasa. And then uh, then they announced that uh, Maleficent's coming out this year rather than next year. Angelina oh, wow. Jolie. And they showed us a trailer from that with she's Angelina so and Elle. But she's got to eat a cheeseburger. Getting back to um, Aladdin, is yes. this the musical score too? Yes, because they sing A Whole New World. Okay, because Chad Bagelin of Centralia wrote the lyrics with for, for the Broadway, Broadway musical with Alan Menken. I, well, they, do, they did some Menken... And I don't know if they incorporated the musical stuff in that because those does that count as new songs then if they do that? Um, I don't I don't know because don't know. Um, because you know Howard um, Howard Ashman had died right so therefore that's why he called Chad and said 
come up because we need help finish yeah, this yeah so uh yeah so there's different songs i think there's like four composers for aladdin though and then frozen 2 that was the same trailer that everybody else had seen but this is the first time they showed it on the big screen because everybody else had been watching the frozen 2 trailer on their phones <laughs> and on their computer yeah but this is the first time they had it on the big screen then jj abrams gave us a 90 second peek at episode nine. Oh, oh my gosh wow. but it was behind it wasn't a scene and it wasn't a trailer it's behind the scenes footage oh but well no there was flashes of scenes too because oscar isaacs oh, saw lando for the first time running Donald down lover no billy, billy d williams, d. williams. Billy d. williams. Oh, oh oh he was in the, solo the solo version yeah 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 young, yeah young solo. well i thought i didn't know no him. we saw billy d williams if it was down with glover it'd be a, it'd be a time warp <laughs> yes and then the best scene from the star wars episode nine teaser was chewbacca in the pilot seat no chewbacca in the co-pilot seat ray in the pilot oh, seat okay. and behind them in the other two seats finn and poe Awesome. Oh. That's going to be a good one. So I'm like, one. where's Rose? I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of Last Jedi, but I did like some parts of it, though. Yeah, I, I was. I, was I loved Rogue Mark, One, though. Mark Hamill character. But we He's can in talk it about too. that another. Mark yeah. Hamill. You can't kill off Luke, man. Yeah, but no. He's going to be the Force Ghost. Of course he is. But they didn't show that. And then they talked about the 21st Century Fox acquisition, and then they showed X-Men. us. X-Men. No, they didn't show. Well, they they did a whole sizzle reel of all the Fox properties that they're going to own, like all the animation, like Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, Family oh, wow. Guy, and then they talked about oh they had Titanic up there, so that's all now part of the Disney umbrella, mm-hmm. or it will be as soon as the sales fit, finalized. I think it was might have been finalized yesterday, and, but it does. I just want to be a fly in the wall in one of these Disney meetings. This is what the next ten years looks like for Phase Four, Five, and Six. And so, even though they've built the Avatar thing at the parks, yeah, now Disney owns Avatar. Look at that! And they showed us production stills from Look the next that. four movies, which. Sam Worthington and uh, Zoe, they have a child Zoe's in the, next, oh, in the next Avatar movie. She and goes from Guardians right back to Avatar. And they, well, they, I, they think they're mostly finished filming most of those, aren't they? Wow, man, James Cameron, it's been like the last they, 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say, they've been filming that for a Gosh. long time. So, Even though I'm glad that he has his foot down on that Terminator set. Because if they're going to do another movie, they, James Cameron, his handprints are all over this new Terminator movie. And then they oh, asked. Good, the last one was so oh, horrible. So bad. Oh. And, and, and Linda Actually, Hamilton's back. That's the best part. Oh, it had. A, I think. I think the. I think ter, the last Terminator had. Jay, Jay Courtney's just not a good actor. No, but the they, he had. There was the story. Yeah. What made sense to and me? It did have the and, it, and it could have gone. And then they had. There, it was leading to something. Yeah. And then it never it got there. It never got there. And like David Tennant was in it, and it's, then it's like you know, it's it's like the Bale one. The Bale one was supposed to be great, great, great. Then it was like a, it was a letdown. It is horrible. It's Salvation is not good. Yeah, Warrington I can see why he went off on the set. But you know, Arnold's up. got the gray hair. And he's got the beard, and he, and he he had he had a picture on Instagram of him and Linda Hamilton from '92, mm-hmm. and then from this set, and that was pretty cool. Linda Hamilton is not aged, by the way. She looks pretty good. Mm. Well, then they took questions and answers from the audience. I'm not going to get into all that. There were. There were some trolls there that were trying to do a political agenda. Of oh my God! Can we just stop? Uh, I mean, Captain Marvel, like it or dislike it, stop no, trying no, no, to not, slam the movie. Not that. 
Oh. They were talking about Jimmy Kimmel and Joy Oh, Behar, here we go. Trying to pull a James Gunn thing. Why do people just make themselves so unhappy by being constantly offended by everything? It's art. He, people are offended he, he, by art. SNL had one of the best skits they've ever had. You think had. that was good? Yeah, about the casting? Yeah, but... Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's not, very it's inside. Not, yeah, it's not necessarily accurate either. Well, well, it was brought to you by Twitter. Um, yes, which was which was that was just such a zinger. They are not going to rebrand Fox. They are still going to release things okay, under the good. Fox brand. Well, st- I love that theme song. So I wonder if, like, for the next Star Wars movie, it'll have the Fox fanfare at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> I doubt it. But and that would be fun. They're though. still going to release things under FX and Searchlight too. Good. So. That is good for people like have that have development deals with those places. Um, we often like the Searchlight movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we get mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And then my wife wrote a lot more stuff. And my daughter had a question. She was in line, but she never got to ask her question. Oh. She wants to know if Disney Plus is going to make Disney XD and Disney XP and Disney Channel obsolete. Oh. Because they're still going to have those, right? That's yeah. what she wanted to know. And she never got to ask because, you know, people were sending up their children. What's Disney Plus? I just love the fact that when Disney brought back the Mouseketeers, because that's my generation, you know, Annette. And, Justin Timberlake. And that, and they had Justin Timberlake. Well, actually, they brought Ryan it back Gosling. twice. Yes. They brought but, it back in the 70s. And one of them was, uh, one of them was from St. Louis. And they brought it back in the 70s, and then another one went on to be on Facts of Life. But that was in the 70s. They brought it back first in the 70s, and they brought every 20 years they did. They did it in the 50s, in the 70s, and then the 90s. The 90s, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling. Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera. Britney Spears. uh, Britney Spears. And Carrie Russell. (laughs) Carrie Russell. Because, you know, she's such a good singer. I know. That just is mind-boggling to me, that, that they were all together. And, and look at their careers now. Well, but if you look at YouTube, you can find this really old clip. And remember in the 90s when the boy bands had the real baggy clothes? Yeah, like MC Hammer. Yeah, so they're in these horribly fitting, yeah. horrible, you know, and with the big sweatsuit, you yeah. know, shiny sweatsuit things. Ryan Gosling and, and just just oh, doing man. that. It's hilarious. Well, well, Carl, thank you for that great business shareholders meeting and you can add, There's probably more. But yeah. I've talked a long time about it because well, it was a, it was a two hour, but, and then they did a whole thing about ESPN and they had the Cardinals and the Blues in of it. Of course, oh yeah, well, yeah, cool. Yeah. Which was nice because they said that ESPN is still going and ESPN Plus. I bet, yeah. Well, ESPN well, Plus has has original boxing now, so they're, and they're, they're have going. NHL, which is weird because ESPN does not have yeah, the not NHL for a long time, but ESPN Plus does. There you go, hmm. Lynn. What's next? What are we? Well, uh, Carl, that was fascinating. Thank you. I'm was glad you brought it. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of big, a lot of a lot of big deep teases. We like yeah, to thank my t- wife for. Yes. out her notebook. And thank, thank you, Nicole. Carl's wife, who, 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 yes, Nicole. She's a very sweet lady. She is. Thank you, Nicole. And your mm-hmm. daughter is pretty cool. Yes. I, I, I have watched a movie right next to her. In How old is he now? She's 15. Okay, oh, yeah, she's 15. so I shouldn't call her little I knew she was anymore. a teenager. Yes. Well, um, she's watching all of the Marvel movies now. She has just finished Hulk. I'm sorry, 
Incredible Hulk. Incredible. And so next is Iron Man 2. She's going to watch that. All Spring right. break's next week. So. There you go. Let's so do it. So she gets to do it. But I love that you said when we watched 8th Grader, I brought an 8th Grader to see 8th Grader. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I still love 8th Grade. Oh, I do yeah. too. I put it on my top 10. It's well, my number two. So Carl mentioned Chewbacca. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the cat in Captain Marvel originally. Goose. Which is Chewy. Oh, no, well, originally Chewy. No, no, that's what it is in the comic books. Oh, Chewy. Yeah, but in the movie, Goose, and I think that's appropriate because a Top very Gun. very unique role in Even Captain though, Marvel. No, hold on. She was Air Force and Top Gun is Navy. I know, but they did that. I got so, the need But, but you get the reference, yeah. Goose. You get the reference. Lynn, you know why I don't like you sitting there? Because you're dangerous. <laughs> okay. It's in her eyes. Nice man. I love that. So, he gets right in front of Tom Cruise. You can smell his breath. And Val Kilmer goes, you're dangerous, Maverick. Oh, Lord. Um, so Keanu uh, is a famous cat. So did you guys see yeah. that movie? I did. So I gonna... liked Keanu. Okay, oh, so I'm, uh, I'm going to mention Mike, uh, Key, yeah, he, he's, uh, Key, what's his name? Mike, yeah, he, he's no. hilarious. He had a show on Netflix called Friends from College. Very short-lived, very also funny. Also got canceled. Yes, but he is a funny dude. I, oh, I, Netflix canceled one day at a time. Oh, yep. well, that wasn't very long. Three seasons. Wow. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm late. I'm late to the party a lot. So, okay. So here's some of the famous cats I thought we'd mention. Some of them are Disney. The Aristocats. Um, and most of them, yeah, we have the Aristocats. Figaro in the aforementioned Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Puss in Boots from Shrek. Mm-hmm. And Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Banderas did a great job. We have Milo, the orange tabby cat from Milo and Otis. How about the cat from... Uh... Men in Black? Yes, and I don't the remember that, the one that uh, uh, yeah. unlocked the little thing? I don't yeah. know. That's cute. And the Siamese Cats and Lady and the Tramp. But yes. do they have names? I we can't are remember. Siamese, if you please. We are Siamese. I, that's all I please. remember. And then my personal favorite cat in the movies, Jinxie <laughs> and Meet the Parents. Or how about uh, in, in Homeward Bound? Was that Roseanne Barr that, that voiced that one? The the, uh, the, the pit bull? And, uh, that was... So it's it's... Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. And then uh, uh, Don Amici. Don Amici? Played the old uh, the old uh, uh, hound. I thought it was. And then there was uh, Sally know. Field, isn't it? Yep, yep. I'm, I'm a, oh, no, Sally Field wasn't Roseanne. Sally Field voiced the cat. See? Look at that. You, wow. So you hate are... her. You really, really hate her. <laughs> <laughs> So those are some of the famous cats I came up with. And then, of course, we have the most famous cats of all, St. Louis and T.S. Eliot's cats cats that was turned into the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. He did on a bet. And I bet you can't make a musical that doesn't make any sense. Oh, and it doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan. This cat likes to have sex. This is my least favorite musical. This cat's on drugs. This really is my least favorite musical of all time. I saw Cats in the West time. End in <gasps> 1992. Oh my god, that was when it was at its. But it wasn't on. It was because was it on? It was in the. Was it on Broadway or West End first in London? It's always on West End with Weber. Really? Yeah, first. Yeah. Well, the musical Cats is coming to the big screen with Taylor Swift. I know, and James Corden's in it, of course. Of course. And uh, Ian McKellen is playing old Deuteronomy, and mm-hmm. Ken Page of St. Louis played him on Broadway. Yes. But um, the uh, Grisella is the cat that sings Memory, and that's going to be played by Jennifer Hudson. Good. 
I'm glad they've got a voice to sing that. Now, but, is this going to be people in cat suits, or is it going to be like motion cats? They haven't shown any clips yet, so who knows? Motion capture cats. Motion but capture it's directed cats. by the same dude that did Les Miserables. They're going to ask him, well, what are you playing this year, man? I'm playing a cat wearing a suit, motion capture cat. This show, I know cat lovers love it, but this is a movie where cats are right singing now, about being cats. I have cats. four cats at home as my, as my wife just got brought another foster kitten home. So I got four cats waiting for Good me Good for home. you. Oh, and Jenny Anna Dots is a Rebel Wilson and yes, if you're wondering, I did name one of my cats after Frank Grillo. Of course you did. Frank. Well, that's good. At least you didn't name Skimble Shanks or right. Mr. Jelly. Whatever those names are. But there's a scene in Cats. I mean, you sit there and go, what the? You know, and then there's a scene where they, Siamese cats again. They must be very theatrical, the Siamese cats. And they're doing a number. It's like a show within a show. And that's when I saw a lot of people walk out at the Muni because it was like, the Muni, what? The forest, oh. <laughs> what the heck was that? Was that was that in the Paul Blake era? Yes. I will say as an Uber driver, picking people up at the Muni is, is terrible because they cannot you get, can't out get out of Forest Park. I no, mean, it's horrible. And if you try the back way, it's probably blocked. Oh, I've tried every way. Because I've been yeah. that guy. I, I, I'm going to be like John McClane in Die Hard 3 where I'm just going, Is it, you said through the park. Yeah, I said through the park. I'm going to go across the boathouse. Yeah, and then and then you then you have construction When we too. get off, I will tell you. Well, you're an Uber driver, so there's no way in or out for you. No. Yeah, there isn't. There, If you're... I will tell you a secret after we're finished. Okay. Oh, oh, good. Um, the musical Cats is coming back to the Fox. Yes. Next year, but it's a brand really well new too. spiffy production and new choreography by the flavor of the month, uh, Andy Blankenbuehler, who did Hamilton. Oh, well, that'll be stripped down probably. So, oh, he's genius, that guy. I've now changed my New York plans because of the Fox Theater. Really? Yes. I was going to see Dear Evan Hansen in New York, and now it's going to be here in October. Right. And it's playing in Chicago, if you can't wait. Well, I mm. wanted to see it on Broadway, but right. tickets were a lot. Oh, for the lottery. Get this. For the Dear Evan Hansen lottery, it's $95. Wait, to just to get in the lottery? Yeah. Uh -huh. Hamilton uh -huh. was 15 bucks. I know. I know. Okay. Yeah. I All know. right. Well, I'm going to see it uh, at the Muni now, so I'm not going to. Now, what we're going to do in New York is we're going to TKTX. Yes, which is a great thing. I hope to see when I'm there in. Uh, I'm going to see the prom, which has got St. Louis producers, and they hope to get a whole bunch of uh, Tony nominations. And again, Chad Bagelin of Centralia, Illinois, he was the book and writer and the lyricist. Mm -hmm. Some plug in local people. Are you going to go see Network? Um, I hope to. Uh, it's been extended to June 8th, and I'll be there in mid-May. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's been extended to June 8th. Well, we're there the first week of June. Well, mm. you can still get it. The Tonys aren't until June 9th. Usually once the Tonys happen, then you can't get any tickets. Well, also, uh, I know people, we all know people that have gone to Cursed Child, but Cursed Child is also... A seven-hour ordeal. Yeah. I, I, I cannot devote that, but you know what I do want to see? What? I want to see Adam Driver and Carrie Russell in Burn This. Ooh. It's the first revival of Lanford Wilson's play, and the original one had John Malkovich and Joan Allen in it on Broadway, and it's written by a Missourian, Lanford Wilson. So well, I would go. I would go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child because I read the book. Well, it's not a book. It's the, it's the script. And I hear what they do on Broadway is fascinating. And what they do, 
they make the script come alive except you can it's in two parts so three days a week they do it run through and then there's two day well there's four days but they have part one part two part one part two wow well the director of that is the same guy who directed the musical once which is oh, brilliant love it Yes, and we'll talk about that when we get to the Irish movies. All right, so okay, so. so who's coming? Let's start with the Fox. They okay. just announced their right. slate. So the Fox, it's very exciting. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen is going to open, which we cannot is that, wait for. Is that the first? I thought, mm-hmm. uh, I thought Hello, Dolly was the first show. Mm-hmm. Well, it's October, so maybe Hello, Dolly's first. But they led the press release with uh, well, Dear Evan course, Hansen. Well, of course, you know why? Because they wanted to leave the press release with Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. And so uh, for those of you who don't know, go to YouTube and watch any clip with Ben Platt and you will cry. So it's just fabulous musical. Uh, it's by the same guys who wrote La La Land. And then there's Hello, Dolly. Uh, Hello, there's... Dolly's first, October 1st. Right. And then October 22nd is Dear Evan Hansen. Then Donna Summer. The Donna Summer musical. She was at the Mississippi River Festival in 1979, and I paid money for the tent tickets to see her, and she was wonderful. And so I'm. Dan, as a young person, that. how do you feel about Donna Summer? You know, I'm kind of indifferent. I, I I know about her, but I don't feel like one way or the other about her. Well, yeah, yeah. the way they did their press releases, they did the big subscription shows first, but there's three shows in between there. There's I know. there's the. Uh, for one weekend, Jimmy Buffett's Escape to Margaritaville, which I hear is okay. Well, it's only a weekend, so that's right. a tip-off right there. And then Stomp is coming back again, and then they're doing Cirque Dreams Holidays. That's for that's Thanksgiving Day weekend. That's going to be insane. Then, hey, Wicked's coming back for the month of December. Yeah, but you know what? Wicked at St. Louis is like gold. Yes, it is. That's why it's coming back the entire month, the 4th through the 29th. For four showings, and this is, I'm not even talking about after 2013, for four years, uh, for, well, it wasn't every year, Wicked broke every box office record at the Fox. It's, it's a, a new house. Or, oh, it is a wonderful play. And uh, I was watching Avenue Q last night at the Westport Playhouse. Oh, it's great, isn't it? Which, it's wonderful. What's your purpose, and, Lynn? And I was telling people, I know, I was <laughs> telling people that it, that it beat Wicked for the Tony yeah. as best musical. And this girl was like, are you kidding me? I go, no, it beat Wicked. It's but, better yeah. than Wicked. <laughs> but the Fox is, is you know, is it's like gold to and Wicked. And that Avenue Q show closes this weekend, so if you want yes. to see it, see it right away. You will laugh from start to finish, and it's a great cast. And then uh, Jersey Boys comes back again. That's only for a weekend, though. But you know what? That's the one that guys will go to. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'll go, I'll go see some. I'll go see some Four Seasons, and uh, I'm very excited to see Hamilton again because it's going to be here for five weeks. That's in May, May the whole month of May, May 5th through June 7th, and then Riverdance is coming back again, and then Rent is here for a weekend again, and then the bands visit that one. Yeah, that, that one, one Tony, Tony and best and and best actor Tony Shalhoub, and the music's beautiful. It's a very compelling story. What do you know about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory musical? It's, it's just the Willy Wonka story. No, just... but is it the Gene Wilder music or is it not? I'm not sure, but they do have pure imagination in it, so well, maybe. Yeah, Oompa Loompa so, song. Yeah, I would think that they would have all that. I've seen little bits. Uh, who's playing? Uh, Willy Wonka on Broadway, Christian Borley. 
He is coming to the Muni this summer as the director of Footloose. He has won two Tony Awards for Something's Rotten and for Peter and the Star Something's Catcher. Rotten was just here. Yes. At the Stiefel. And Mark Saunders from St. Louis was in it as Brother Jeremiah. Really? Yeah. And then... Uh, what was the second one you said? Oh, Peter and Starcatcher. I thought I thought Disney was making that into a movie. I think they probably are. Well, he played Black Stash, and well, so he won. He won the uh, feature performer. Right, and he's fabulous. Which and is so the Captain I Hook asked, character. I asked the Muni, "How did you get Christian Borley to direct Footloose?" He loves that show because that was his first Broadway show. Oh, nice. So that's why he's going to yeah, he's gonna be here. And speaking of Avenue Hold Q. Hold on. Did we mention that Cats is coming back? Uh, well, we did. We did. We did. Because I April, said. April, the whole month of April, April 7th through the 9th. Oh, not the whole month. Two weeks. Right. Well, that's because I said Andy Blankenbuehler right. was doing the thing. I'm sorry. Well, We're back to the Muni. Yeah, back to the Muni. Now, the Muni. Uh, Carl and I go to the Muni every year. I've every... been reviewing since... 2009, but I've been going through more than half my life. And of course, well, my grandmother used we used to take the Southampton bus, which was in front of her house on Macklin and Gresham, and we would take that bus and we could take it to Forest Park, and then sit in the free seats, and then my grandfather would come get us because we were not taking the bus back, because it would be late at night because they don't start till 8:15. Yeah. So the Muni, I'm very excited, but I'm always excited about the Muni season because I think Mike Isaacson does, does a, great a job. An, 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 just a terrific job. And he brings the best people in to work on these shows. Guys and Dolls, one of my favorites, hasn't been here in 15 years. It's coming back. That's just, it's evergreen. It's timeless. And then we have the big premiere of Kinky Boots. Yay. Which well, w- no, it's the Muni premiere. Of yeah, the Boots. Muni premiere. It was premiere. at the Fox already. Right. And also it was a movie. Mm-hmm. Wait, it was, a, it was a movie? It was a movie. That, that's where they got the idea. That's one of those musicals based on a Kinky movie. Kinky Boots was a movie? Mm-hmm. British movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that, that makes no sense. No music, but that's Cindy. But that's Cindy Lauper. Right. Cindy Lauper wrote the music, won the Tony. And then we have just one of the best plays ever, 1776. And guess when that that's going to be? That is also a movie. Yes, and guess when that's going to be around July Fourth of, of July. Yeah, I think and they normally don't do shows around Fourth. Well, of July. Well, it's going to be June twenty seventh to oh, July third. Gotcha. Because Fair St. Louis, they don't like to right. compete. And then so from July fourth uh, to July seventh, it's it's dark. Dark. So uh, seventeen seventy six hasn't been here for twenty years. I've never seen seventeen seventy six. Oh. It's a. I know it's a three hour movie. Right. Well, my English class in high school went to see it at the Fox. Had but you? it wasn't the Fox. It was the American. Uh, I'm sorry. I was wrong. And then uh, July 8th through 16th, the fir- uh, it's going to be Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella. And the reason you have to call it Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella. Because it's not Disney. Yes. It's the one that was on TV with Julie Andrews in the late 50s. Yep. It was never made into a movie. Or a a stage version. And then in the mid-60s, my age fell in love with the one with Leslie Ann Warren and Stuart Damon. And it's a wonderful score. And they've rewritten the book to make her more female empowerment. And it hasn't been here at the meeting. So it's a kid's show. Hasn't been here for 15 years. Then we have Footloose, aforementioned. Right. And that music, you know, won an Oscar. It's pretty peppy. A lot of dance. You're going to, if you go to Footloose, if you like dance, you got to go to Footloose. I have never seen either version of Footloose. I have. I've seen them. I don't mind. And I was 13 when Footloose came out. 
I've never seen it. Dan, did you see the you see the kid, the new one, the country fire yeah, version? Yeah, I one? saw the parts of that, and I wish I hadn't. But Miles Teller was good. Miles Teller cannot be bad. Right. So, I mean, well, would, well, maybe he, Fantastic Four. So. I, Julie, Julianne <laughs> Huff cannot act, so ah. I'm just taking it out there. That's why that footloose was horrible. And I don't even know what the kid was that played Ren. I don't think we've ever heard of him again. But... You can't beat that music. It's the same team that that wrote Fame, you know. So it's good music. I like it. And it's all those pop hits like Let's Hear It for the Boy, uh, We Need Williams. a Hero. Uh, um, that's Holding Out for a Hero is yes. Bonnie Tyler. And then you've got the two. Not See, people forget about the second Kenny Loggins song. You get Footloose, but Heaven, I'm Free, Heaven Helps the Man is on side two. Right, and then Almost Paradise. That is Mike Reno and Ann Wilson. Yeah. Loverboy and Heart getting together. Right. So, you know, you have all these 80s hits, and then uh, then we're going to have a real chestnut. This is a new version of Paint Your Wagon. Clint Eastwood sings. <laughs> it was a Get off d- my it was lawn. A, it was a dud of a movie, Lee Marvin. Think of yeah. Lee Marvin singing. Sings. Along with Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood was a singer in Paint Your Wagon. Yeah. Everyone forgets that. A good little song when he sang it at, at his wife's grave in Trouble at the Curb. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Well, 1951 is when the play showed up. And it's been reworked because it's really old and creaky. Yes. So the same team, I think, that did the remake of the Unsinkable Molly... Brown, that was a good Which was of that. good. It was really good. Because they had video screens. <laughs> yeah. And I was so shocked. And that ju- was the first time they had video screens at the Muni. And Justin Guarini was in it from American Idol. They love him there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then they're going to close with a really big wow Roll Dolls Matilda. Yes. And, and that's also been at the Fox, too. It's been at the Fox, but we couldn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll be able to hear it. It is a delightful musical, and if you like Roald Dahl. And so, hey, they got, uh, you know, so we're going to have the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's a Roald yeah. Dahl year. Now, what do you know about the new stage at the Muni? Anything? Um, it's going to be super spectacular, but get this. Mary Engelbrecht is doing the set. The she song. is, for Matilda? For Matilda. Oh. So can you imagine what that's going to be like? She's partnering with them to do Matilda. So it's going to be just... And I'm sure if it goes well, it will not be the last time. Oh, no. Remember the first season Mike Isaacson was there? They had her do the covers? Right. They did. So it's directed by John Tartaglia, speaking of Avenue Q. Mm -hmm. He started out in Sesame Street as a puppeteer. Right. And then he got to be famous in Avenue Q. And then he was Pinocchio in Shrek. Oh, on Broadway. Yes, I love this guy. So he has directed or acted in uh, the last 10 seasons at the Muni. And I, I got to interview him a couple of years ago. He told Mike Isaacson that he will, uh, one summer he missed the Muni, mm-hmm. and he said, I will always have it in my contract that I have to have time to go to the Muni in the oh, summer. It's only two weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they do a lot of prep on the right. shows. Yeah, but you can. You don't so, have to be here for right, that. Right, right. So he uh, did Annie last year, which was one of my favorites, and he did uh, Shrek, actually, and he played the Cat in the Hat in Susical. Oh. And he played the genie when they did Aladdin in the pre-tryout in 2011. Was that, was that the genie on the motorcycle that went yes. through the crowd? 
Yes. That was good. Yeah, that's him. So isn't that a great lineup? And a lot of those are movies, since we're talking movies, because we're the real talk trio. Yeah. Yes, right. I know. Well, you kind of it's intertwined because now all these musicals are made from movies. Yeah. Get this, you know what's in development? You guys are gonna just Hamilton. No, well, that but they're just gonna they just filmed it and they're just gonna air it. But get this, Bull Durham. Oh wow! Is in development as a music. No. Stop! But that's my favorite baseball movie. Just leave that alone. I know. Isn't that? That's why I had to tell you this. But uh, right, I'm officially mad. But the current show at the Fox, beautiful, the Carol King story, mm-hmm. yeah. which is fantastic, and it's only here till Sunday. So go see it because it's just wonderful. But it was uh, it was here a year ago, right? So that means it'll be coming back. Well, sixteen, but it has St. Louis producers, Paul Blake, who used to be at the Muni for mm-hmm. twenty two years. And uh, uh, Mike Posner, who was a Burroughs graduate, they're two of the producers. Terry Schnook is one of the producers. Oh, yeah, I've been to there. What else do we have? Yeah, this week? so um, uh, that is gonna. Paul Blake told me in the interview I did that Beautiful is gonna be a movie in about a year and a half, two years. Who's and gonna play Carol King? He didn't say, but he said the ink. <laughs> they've got a screenplay, and the ink is drying on the contract. Good. So that is exciting. And so that will lead us That'll to... That'll be an interesting thing because then you'll have Bohemian Rhapsody followed by Rocket Man, followed by Beautiful. Mm. So does this mean that every year we're going to get a yep. 70s mega group star musical? Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Broke could keep pumping them but out. But see, Bohemian Rhapsody is not a musical. Rocket no. Man is not a musical. No. Beautiful it's a, it's is a biopic. Beautiful is a biopic. A beautiful is a bioplay with her music thrown in there. I think if they continue that form, it also depends on how well Rocket Man does. You well, know, I, I will be honest. When he sings it in the trailer, I was like, eh, just you know. Yeah, well, well, the jury's still out. We got to see it. Yeah, we got to see it. They're saying the trailer is good, but then in the end, when he goes, Tony, they like, oh no, Taryn, quiet. So they're not doing what they no, did for no, Rhapsody, no, which he, was a mix of three. He's going to sing his own songs, and that's a little scary. I think they've been trying to make Wicked into a movie for a long time. <sighs> There's all these things, but yeah, so it's inter, it's all interdependent and it's all interwoven. But uh, I guess we should wrap up today with um, well, probably two things, but. Um, Irish movies, I'm not a speck Irish. I do have uh, English and Scott in me, but not a speck of Irish. Are you? Do you have any Irish? I am basically Lebanese and Italian, and probably a combination of a bunch of other stuff, but mostly Lebanese and Italian. So, Carl, do you have any Irish in you? According to 23andMe, I am partially of the British Isles, so we're not very sure. So, yes. Yeah. Let's say yes. Yeah. And there's only one Irish movie. Darby O'Gill and the Little People is the only Irish movie. Oh, that is that's the so only... cute. Sean Connery. Or Michael Collins with Liam Neeson. Um, I kind of broke this down into uh, the music movies, which I think that is one of the strong points. And uh, Quiet Man. Uh, we love the commitments, but mm-hmm. uh, Carl and I have state great, of grace with Sean Penn. But uh, uh, Carl and I have great affection for Sing Street. Sing Street is amazing. Yeah. I love it Sing is. Street. So John, John Carney really can't do oh, it no, wrong. no, begin again. Oh, I can uh, watch once. that movie over and over once. and once. He's got one, two, three. Yeah, which is another. Uh, Sing Street is so underrated. If you've not seen Sing Street, stop what you're doing. Turn this off. Yeah, and the, the girl lead is also in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, she is. Lucy Boynton. Mm-hmm. And, and she's um, now dating Remy Malek. Yeah, if you love 
80s music, you have to watch this. The video movie. for their single is great. Yes, Drive It Like You Stole It. Oh, I love it. I know. I, I watch that on occasion just to make me happy. It's, it's, a, it's like a Back to the Future throwback. And then when he leaves on that boat, Oh, that's so cute. It's about the transformative power of music. And I think those Irish people all have those it movies, good. man, once and begin again and sing street. They're all about the way music, music can train, your change your life. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I'm such a big U two fan that of course I'm gonna love the of Irish uh, I'm gonna love the Rattle Irish movies. Yeah. Well, I even like that. So and I have it's a, a DVD film. of it. Yeah, and, and I have uh, the DVD of it. But when they're in the church singing, I still haven't found what I'm looking for with the with the gospel choir. That's magical. And then they they sing that song with BB King, and it's when just love great. comes to town. Yeah. So there's a couple animated ones that well brave, and also Carl mentioned Darby O'Gill, which isn't animated. It's like both. It's like half. No, right? it's shot with it's, it's forced perspective. Okay. It what they didn't they didn't make the little people little they used force <laughs> they put them they put them in front of the camera and then they had all the other people look like giants by having the force perspective of them being ten feet behind them. <laughs> oh God! Maybe it's so, the other way around. The secret but, of Kells is beautiful. I that was Oscar nominated, yeah, wasn't it? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And then and then we've got some like really serious deep because you got to mention Daniel Day Lewis if you're going to mention Irish actors, mm-hmm. right? My left foot. My left foot. Mm-hmm. And then Lincoln. No. <laughs> oh, that's not Irish. Games in New York. Well, how about uh, Gabriel Byrne? We got Into the West. Yeah. The Field, Richard Harris. Waking Ned Devine is one of my favorites. That's that a good is one. so funny. And then uh, the two about America, I think, are really good. In America mm-hmm. by yeah. Jim Sheridan and Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn. I will, I will not give you Brooklyn. You won't? Okay. I, I was not a fan of that. I thought it is very overrated. And I like her work. I just do not like her in Brooklyn. And I don't like that movie. I think it's it it's manipulative. And I think it is not my favorite work, piece of art from the, all the people that made it. Okay. I, and that's, that's all I will say about Fair enough. that. Fair enough. And then we got Judy Dench and Philomena. Yeah. Oh, movie. I love with Steve Coogan. Right. And, Great oh, role I, for Steve Coogan, by the way. I have to correct myself. Judy Dench is going to be old Deuteronomy. Oh, can she sing? I don't know, but they so they're gender swapping that one mm-hmm. out. But uh, Ian McKellen is like the old cat, and I forget the name. Like, they're oh, cats. he's Gus the theater cat. That's what he is. They're cats. <laughs> I know. I believe that's what uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber said to somebody. He said, "Hey, how am I?" One of the directors. How am I supposed to make this? And he looked at him and said, "They're cats. They're being cats." Yeah. That's enough. And, and and that's enough. One of the funniest things was when uh, Letterman mm-hmm. had his show and the Broadway theater next door was running Cats. And Paul Newman was on the very first show when he moved over to CBS. And that was beautiful. He comes running in and he's like, where are the singing cats? And it was Paul Newman. And Paul Newman said, oh, Dave's going to be on Ellen next week <laughs> Oh, to talk about season two of My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. Which I there just, oh, man. Which means... That Ellen's probably one of the guests. Yes. Yeah, I would think so. I love those. The one with Clooney. <laughs> That's good. When he's when he's ragging Clooney about not tipping the guy. Yeah. The... I, there was not enough George Clooney in that. I don't think. I think they spent too much time with his wife, mm-hmm. and they spent too much time with his family. 
Yeah. Well, maybe. and I wanted more George Clooney. I and I love all the I love all the charity work that they do, but I think that they spent, a, and I know what Dave's trying to do. He's trying to s- show the plight of the people that Clooney's foundation is trying to help. But I wanted more George Clooney. Yeah, well, when Letterman was on, Clooney was one of the best guests. You know, there were always go-to guests that you could just, mm-hmm. you know, you could just count on. And then there's an old chestnut called Ryan's Daughter with John Mills, who won the I Oscar. I know that. It's movie. a beautifully shot film. It was back when David Lean did those green oh, yes. big movies, and that was one of his last ones. So those are the ones, but I would stay away from these three. These are like the worst. Irish movies, The Devil's Own with Brad Pitt trying to do an Irish Very accent. Very bad accent. Is that uh, Pacino? Harrison Ford. Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. And they did not get along. Probably the Devil's not. Own. I think I might have blocked that from my memory. That was when they had the troubles. You know, when 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 the guys would come over here and then, you know, car bombs. It's a, oh, all. it's an IRA movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, um, and Brad Pitt's in the IRA yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I blocked block that, that one out of my head. And then. Blown, far enough. You know how Jeff Bridges is one of my favorites, but Blown Away is one of the worst. You can't just I put like, U2 songs in I montages. I like Blown Away. I liked it. Lloyd Bridges and, 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 and Jeff and Tommy Lee Jones playing a pretty good villain. I liked it. I, 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 I didn't mind that song in there, it got me going. I don't know. Well, I like hearing their song, but you know, when it's when it's substituted, like Carl says, when it's substituted for emotion. Yeah. Um, and then the foreigner with Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan was terrible in that film. Yeah, that, that movie w- w- was really talked about as something good. I, I got nothing from it. I watched it. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, Jackie Darby, Chan. The only Irish movie you need to see is Darby O'Gill and the Little People. All right, so they'll only be one. showing them all. And and the secret of Roan, what is it? Inish. I'm so Ronin-ish. not good at the Celtic. But yes, and Sing Street. Sing Street, stop what you're doing. I would right say around. I would See say it. do anything you can to go find Sing Street because it's joyous. I don't even know if it's streaming. I don't even know either. I'm and look and right I, I would buy a copy of the DVD just to have it. Did, they get, did we get one that year? No, we did not. But we voted for the song as our best song. We did, and I voted for that for soundtrack, and I voted for best scene. I did too. Uh, I think you, me, and Do Jim like Bats still, did. Did anybody, did anybody, did it win anything? No. I think it won I, best soundtrack. Yeah, it did win best soundtrack, but you and I and Jim Bats put that as our best uh. scene. We loved it so much. But it's it's just so wonderful. But getting to a point now. It is I on th- YouTube for $2, Amazon Prime Video for $2 to rent. Yeah, it's okay, not, it's not so, on Amazon Prime yeah. for free. Okay, so $2. No, it's worth it. Go watch yeah. it. Worth it. And, yeah, And then go better. pinch somebody if they're not wearing green. And then, uh, yeah. And oh, stay, that's what see. we should have done. We should have. My daughter's watching all of the Marvel. She should have watched Incredible Hulk. On St. Patrick's Day. There you go, yeah. Oh, interesting. Except it's Edward Norton. Interesting. Well. Do you think Edward Norton would have done well in the Avengers cast? No. No. You know why? Because he hates working with others. And in that big of a cast, you got to be a team player. Yeah, I don't think he works well with others. I still wish they would bring back William Hurt and Ty Burrell. Yeah. Yeah. They should. Yeah. Yeah. William Hurt has had a great second act. I know, but but in the Avengers universe. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ty Burrell would be great as even a villain, Tony Stark talks about the Avenger Initiative with William Hurt. Yeah. And then you never see him again. 
So what do we got going next well, week? Well, next week is we have another Netflix called The Highwaymen, and this one I really am interested because in. Because according to, to the, the lawman's family, unlike Bonnie and Clyde, which made him out to be a buffoon, they really get the guy who brought down Bonnie and Clyde Wright, played right. by Kevin Costner. And Woody Harrelson is his partner. And also we have Jordan Peele's Us. Yeah, that's the big buzz. Jordan Peele's Us, it premiered at uh, South and by Southwest this week. Two amazing reviews. And then we have yes. A24's Gloria Bell with Julianne Moore. Which, uh, we will get into that next yeah. week. Can't, can't describe it next week. No, and I then, love John Turturro. And then though. the wedding, the way I love John. I, I'll, I'll watch anything with him in it, and this is a, a testament to that. Because um, <laughs> you saw it. <laughs> the wedding yes. guest. Yes. Ew. Um, Dev Patel. Dev Patel. It's based on the Jonathan Kellerman bestseller. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm That's not good. See, I'm not going to see anything next week because I have go. hockey four days next hockey. week. Hockey. But, but a wedding guest, you got a screen link. Oh. As, as Chance the Rapper said, let's go hockey. Let's, let's go play that. Let's go do that hockey. <laughs> let's go do that hockey. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the best. Man, I can't uh, pronounce your name. <laughs> That's one of the best skits ever. He was, he was one of the best hosts in the last Hey, is there any years. NBA updates? <laughs> oh, my God. That right. was just wonderful. So, All yeah, right. that's what's So I'm going to play week. the theme again on the out. So okay, thanks well, again. Thanks thank again. You. Uh, by thanks the way, for uh, listening. And, and you are? I'm Carl Middleman. You can find me at underscore Carl the Intern on Facebook. No, I'm not on Facebook because I hate Facebook. On Twitter and Instagram, underscore Carl the Intern. Well, uh, Dan and I are on Facebook because we're influencers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Facebook's, Lynn Van House. <laughs> they're, they're stealing your identity. I know. Lynn Van House, I am on the socials, and I am on KTRS every Friday at uh, 11.45 for the time oh, yeah. being. I'm on KTRS every Saturday <laughs> night, too. I forgot about there it. There you yeah. go. You, yeah, should yeah. Mention, you should mention that. And then, and, uh, hold on, we're going to get yeah. emails. You realize that Instagram is owned by Facebook, and so therefore you're part oh of the problem. gosh! So yeah. you now keep keep going, Lynn. yeah. I'm sorry. And then and no, that's quite all right. And then I'm in the Times newspapers in print and online. Wow. And yeah, and uh, you can see my triple frontier review there yes. since bah, I didn't bah, bah, get bah, bah, to bah. talk about it last you week. You just heard it. Yeah, and then that's, yeah, right. that's true. But this is you know more you know it, it's prose. More well thought out. It's prose. <laughs> it's prose. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have to do a word count here. Uh, well, you know we we do have a word count at the Webster Kirkwood Times. I know. Yeah. So um, and I'm in the South County Times and the West End Word and there it's online and then also and then the hero Dan Buffa the yeah. Rocks friend. That's right, the Rocks friend. I am on KSTK News. And I'm in St. Louis Game Time, but I do every Tuesday at four. I review movies on the Frank Opinion Show on Five Nine The Fan. And if you want to catch us all on the same site, we're in the St. Louis Filmcritics.org. So stlfilmcritics.org, you can find all our reviews there. Yes. One stop shopping. <laughs> <laughs>